Welcome to Pete's Cast, a podcast brought to you by Children's of Alabama. I'm your host, Dr. Corey Cross. Today we are joined by Dr. Ahmed Asfari, who is an assistant professor in the Department of Pediatrics and the Division of Cardiology at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. He is also a cardiac intensivist at the Congenital Heart Center at Children's of Alabama. Dr. Asfari, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Lung injury is a common complication in children following cardiac surgery, and mechanical ventilation is often required to support these patients for hours to days in the ICU afterwards. But the severity of the lung injury can vary greatly by patient, and being able to predict which patients are at a higher risk and may require respiratory support is really crucial, but we can't really do that very well until now. So my understanding is your heart center has made a huge breakthrough towards making this possible. Can you tell us a little bit about the novel blood biomarker that your center recently discovered and how it correlates with lung injury? Absolutely. I mean, you said exactly what's going on or as part of the care that we provide for babies, infants, neonates, and children with congenital heart surgery. Part of the care is supporting them with mechanical ventilation or different type of oxygen supply and almost all of them they're exposed to this kind of acute lung injury after being on the heart and lung bypass machine now before we used to depend on our clinical assessment exam and then also the numbers that we have on the ventilator whenever the patient is on ventilator to say the patient has maybe moderate or severe amount of lung injury. But as our field uh, advanced and as all other aspects of care, either like heart failure or infection or inflammation, we depend on lab tests and biomarkers. So there has been nothing like this in regards to acute lung injury especially for our patient population with congenital heart surgery. In general, nothing like this for acute lung injury for other reasons like pneumonia or sepsis or ARDS. So what we found that there is a specific biomarker that when we tested in the blood of patients with very long mechanical ventilation duration and compare them to patients with short duration of mechanical ventilation, we found that the level of this marker goes down, especially within two days after surgery. So this is the first time that it's reported. And we started about this, we went initially with no known biomarker. So we started with very General testing, we used serum empires proteomic analysis where we tested samples for patients in each group, the group for patients with long mechanical ventilation versus the one with short mechanical ventilation. And we analyzed their serum plasma for around 2,000 protein. And the top head or the top protein that was variable or was significantly different between the two groups was the protoglycan 4 or as commonly known as lubrocine. So this is the first time that this finding is reported in the nation or even for adult with acute lung injury. That's amazing. And so I think you touched on this, but could you explain to us how your biorepository really aided you in being able to do this? Because from what I understand, you had to look at 
quite a few patients to be able to see where the similarity was or where the difference was between those who had been on prolonged mechanical ventilation versus those who had not. Yes. So for our patients, all patients that we admit to our heart center for heart surgery, we consent them for a blood sample to be stored. And all patients less than eight years, we collect their blood sample. And it's not just at one time point. We do it before by being on bypass and after being bypass at several time point. And this is what you call your biorepository, right? It's basically all of the storage of this blood and this information. Exactly. And we have samples goes back to 2012. So we have stored their samples and these samples, we consented the parents for it. And we can run tests, either serum or gene testing also. So we have this very, very important ability that we can go back and test all our patients that we have. We started initially with just testing these samples at five time points before bypass, after bypass at zero hour, four hour, uh, 12 hour, 24 and 48 hour. And we saw that trend for initially limited number of patients only for an sample. But that was we used the experience that we have at the UAB with Dr. Mobley, James Mobley Lab, where he's world expert in the serum and biasprotumic analysis. And we were able to identify this biomarker. Then we did even further validation where we did ELISA testing for this biomarker. And we, on large number of patients, 20 patients in each group at two time point before bypass and 48 hours after bypass. And we found that patients with longer duration of mechanical ventilation that they have lower level of this serum biomarker. So these results were published in the Critical Care Exploration Journal. And after we published this, the result of our study, Dr. Tannen Schmidt from the University of Connecticut, which is also associate professor at the University of Connecticut School of Bioengineering, he reached out and he's world expert in this specific protein. He has been doing multiple tests about this protein and has been doing animal study about it. And he has developed a specific ELISA testing to do it at commercial basis. So we validated our results further uh, at his lab. We used his lab and his lab was blinded to our patients, like if they are from the study versus the control group, and we did the testing on 40 further patients. So we had for each patient two samples before and after bypass, and our results still were the same. And we recently published that uh, results in the Translation Pediatric Journal, and we're going now through the third stage of our research. That's amazing. So you already knew that the proteoglycan 4 biomarker existed, but prior to your study, you hadn't realized the importance it had in predicting acute lung injury after bypass. Is that right? That's exactly right. You know, when I started, I did not know the end result of our test. We went really exploring and it was completely organic research study that step-by-step experience and experts from the nation, you know, gathered to do this testing. So how does your discovery change the landscape for care? And I'll extrapolate a little bit on what I'm trying to say. When 
you see the biomarker go down in these patients, you can then predict that they're going to have lung injury or they're already starting to have lung injury. And that's why the biomarker goes down. So at this stage is only association, but the care for pediatric patients with heart surgery can be really complicated and extra information can help. So when we have a patient with acute lung injury, most often it's the acute lung injury is as a combined of respiratory failure and heart failure. But how much is respiratory failure compared to lung failure compared to heart failure is really unknown. And having the ability in the future, having the ability to have serum biomarker that we can use to grade the level of uh, acute lung injury will be extremely helpful, especially for our patient population. And that's not just true for the immediate future after their surgeries, but also for their lifetime. This is probably something that you can follow to see and sort of get a look at what's going on inside, correct? Yes, absolutely. At this time, we're limited in our testing with the sample that we have, which is it goes in only to two days after surgery. But currently, we expand our testing to include larger number of patients and patients with different age group and cardiac physiology and cardiac anatomy on different type of surgery and on bypass and off bypass. So we have total of 200 sample for 100 patient. And once we finish this analysis that we're doing now, and the next step of our research will be to doing it prospectively, really, looking at the patients, healthy children, and then also patients with acute lung injury with different physiology, not just heart disease, and over a longer period of time to investigate and verify again our results. That's very exciting for the future. Do you foresee that this biomarker will be available in all hospitals and will become almost like a gold standard? We have very good potential to do that. At this point, through like two stages of validation, we found this association to be strong. Further testing, doing it at a different age as what we're doing now doing it over a longer period of time in the next stage, and then also doing it in different bodily fluids like pleural fluids, tracheal aspirate fluids, a urine sample even, can shine the light on that biomarker. And then we can say, you know what, it can be like available to be done at commercial basis and then can be validated further with really large number of cohort. And then I think, you know, it has very good potential to be used at bedside. Yeah, the potential is extremely interesting. In summary, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners today? I think just shine the light on the role of customized medicine for the future, like in 20 years or 25 years from now, we may have based on the several other biomarkers that we have or we're going to discover, or the field, our field will discover, we can adjust our care that we provide for patients based on these biomarkers. And it seems very hard reach, but it's doable in the future, in the near future. We are working now on another biomarker that can predict low cardiac output status after a heart surgery. So as we're talking now, there are other centers that they're thinking on the same wavelength and they're doing similar study about other physiology. So 
I think this this kind of study and research is very important in the future to adjust the care that will provide for each individual patient. I couldn't agree with you more, Dr. Sfari. It's just so interesting where we are in science and really medicine right now that we're right on the verge of being able to provide personalized care based on what your body specifically needs or how it reacts to certain things. This has been such an interesting discussion. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you so much for having me. If you would like more information or to refer patients to Children's of Alabama, visit www.childrensal.org. That concludes this episode of Children's of Alabama Pedscast. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for other topics that might be of interest to you. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Children's of Alabama Pedscast. I'm your host, Dr. Corey Cross.